From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and patriots of all ages, welcome again to another action-packed, fun-filled edition of In Black and Right, the new definition of color, the new definition of color commentary. And yes, we are in for another Adventures in Podcasting Day that's loaded with surprises and all sorts of fun. I am Jerry Brooks, of course, as your host and the baby-faced assassin of freedom, along with many other titles. So yes, we've got a big one today. Hold on. I mean, not quite supersized, but dang, it's close, though. It really is. Now, before we get into today's adventure, of course, you can always contact us with questions, comments, uh, shout-outs, and whatever at our email in black and right at gmail.com or our website in black and right.net. All right, folks, the saga in the Ukraine continues. Now that you've got Germany and the United States sending them, uh, sending the Ukrainians tanks for a spring offensive, now Zelensky's going, well, thank you for the tanks, but now we need fighter jets. I'm like, uh, yo, Zelensky, baby, uh, you got to slow up, buddy. I mean, you already got the U.S. and Germany, two major powers here, giving you tanks so you can escalate a war? I mean, come on, people. Seriously? And now, now he wants fighter jets. Fighter jets. I'm like, uh, excuse me, President Zelensky, uh... It, you are not going to get Ukrainian pilots able to get them trained and how to fight with American-made F-16s. It's not you can't do it in a couple of months. You're, it's going to take you a whole lot longer than that because you want air superiority, and now you're going and now you're just bound and determined to drag the United States into escalating into potentially World War III. That's what it is, folks, in a nutshell. And, oh, my goodness. And, and what really blows my mind is I have a feeling it's sort of, you know, the deal's already done somehow because this morning, the headline, front page of the Financial Times of London, Lockheed Martin ready with F-16s as Ukraine's allies revive debate over fighter jets. I'm like, what? I mean, come on. If you're a big company, a uh, big defense contractor, really, uh, like Lockheed Martin, and you're going to be ramping up production of F-16s, somehow you don't do that if you don't already have something already done. You, The deal's already got to be done somehow. And yeah, this is Biden. And all the Zelensky fanboys, Republican too, like Lindsey Graham, who wants a war. Uh, Tom Cotton, Senator Tom Cotton of Arkansas. Oh yeah, he doesn't mind it either. And yet, why are we not only spending tens of billions of unaudited taxpayer dollars giving it to the Ukraine like a blank check, 
And now here's Zelensky wanting more and more and more and more. When is it going to stop? When is it enough? Now, Ukraine hasn't exactly been nice and calm lately. I mean, apparently there have been almost, what, almost 10, 9 or 10 top government officials who've been purged out of the government because of corruption. Oops. Could that possibly have to deal with Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene's request that if we give any more money to the Ukraine, it gets full-blown audited? Hmm, might have something to do with it. But the fact that now we have a big, huge defense contractor in Lockheed Martin ready to go to build more F-16s? Seriously? Ay, 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 ay. This is the type of thing that Dwight Eisenhower warned about in one of his final speeches as president back in the back in the 1950s or maybe even early 1960. The military industrial complex. And we're seeing it right before our very eyes. Now you've got Lockheed Martin. The only people who are benefiting from this incredibly huge mess are company defense contractors like Lockheed Martin and others. Yeah, we'll send M1 Abrams tanks, but you know, and we'll send the artillery for it later. And how in the heck? I mean, are we going to train these people? I mean, this is it has this whole situation with the Ukraine has very eerie parallels to Vietnam. Now, yeah, we have we start with the advisors. Yes, we we've given them M M1 Abrams tanks. The Germans are giving their Leopard uh, 2S tanks to potentially stop a uh, land uh, incursion uh, in the spring when things start to thaw out. And apparently, I don't know. I mean, the it seems like the end game of all this is to somehow get to take the Crimea back from the Russians. I'm going, uh, folks, this is a very dangerous game of political Russian roulette. And it's very dangerous because what do you think is going to be Putin's reaction when you see uh, American tanks, American planes, but they're going to have, the, the, at least the planes are going to have to have American pilots because the Ukrainians don't know how to deal with that. And if you bring a whole bunch of Ukrainian pilots over here and train them over here on it, it's not going to be done in a couple of months. The F-16 is a very advanced and very sophisticated piece of equipment. You cannot learn it in just a couple of months. So I don't know why people like Lindsey Graham, and I've said before, hey, South Carolina, uh, will you take, will you deal with this doofus? And I don't even know what the heck President Trump is going to be doing with this dingbat, especially when his first big event of his 2024 campaign is in South Carolina, and apparently he's invited Lindsey Graham. Now, I can understand, you know, he'd have somebody like, uh, Governor McMaster, who won easily run re-election, but Lindsey Graham with him, I'm going, what? Come on, President Trump, you are so much smarter than that. So much smarter.
you wouldn't even think about getting us in the Ukraine, but now one of your supposed allies wants to go full tilt diva and just go, hey, we're going to go and we're going to stop. They're, they're warmongering. This is exactly what President Trump fought to avoid. No more getting us out of wars instead of getting us into them. So I don't really know what the deal is with, and President Trump is going to be this weekend going to be in South Carolina at a campaign event. Now, granted, I fully expect, uh, like any other Trump rally, I fully expect that it's going to be mondo huge. But yikes, come on, Mr. President, why are you hanging around with this guy who probably does not have your best interest at heart? And he would turn on you on a dime. Ay, 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 ay. It, it, it's crazy to me. It is absolutely crazy to me to see this. But, I mean, the event's not until Saturday. And I'm like, okay, fine. You know, whatever. But, but I'm, and of course I'll be keeping, I'll be taking a look at it and reporting back probably either maybe doing a special uh, live stream Saturday night or just wait until Monday. But yeah, this is, this is important stuff. But with that aside, you know, with, uh, with Ukraine and everything, um, but certainly something else that really has got me all just revved up, <laughs> this little story. Now, you probably have heard that uh, Adam Schiff Eric and Eric Swalwell both Democrats, both from California, and both pathological liars have been kicked off the Intelligence Committee by Speaker McCarthy. Now, of course, well, we can't have that. And I think what I, what I saw uh, yesterday, and Speaker McCarthy, I mean, oh my gosh, I didn't think the guy had the stones. But boy, did he cop an attitude with some snarky reporterette who thought she was all that in a bag of chips, which you weren't, honey. But I think, you know, it was a kind of a heated exchange, but McCarthy set these ding-dongs straight on the deal with uh, Schiff and Swalwell. Now, just looking at this story uh, from Breitbart, uh, Pencil Mac Adam Schiff vows revenge as Kevin McCarthy blocks him and Eric Swalwell, or Swalhead, from the Intelligence Committee. And, well, actually, it, the headline doesn't say that, but still, what did, what were we subjected to with Adam Schiff as the chair of the Intelligence Committee? Lie after lie after lie after lie to the American people, and the low-information voters bought it hook, line, and sinker. Now, this is exactly why you have the term sheeple. The American sheeple. Low information types who somehow cannot use critical thinking skills. But anyway, enough said, but now, <laughs> ah, Adam Schiff's tweet was just, it was, it was a perfect example of why that man is a full-blown crybaby. Kevin McCarthy, and this is what he said, Kevin McCarthy just kicked me and 
Representative Swalwell of the Intelligence Committee. This is petty. It's political payback for investigating Donald Trump. If he thinks this will stop me, he will soon find out just how wrong he is. I will always defend our democracy. Uh, number one, uh, we are not a democracy, ding dong. We are a representative republic. Benjamin Franklin even said so. Number two, did you really think you were going to stay on the Intelligence Committee after the crap you have pulled for years? Telling people, telling the public lie after lie after lie. And because of your incestuous relationship with the mainstream media, they took that lie and they ran with it and they ran with it. Trump-Russia collusion was a fantasy. It was a delusion and it was proven to be so. But hey, I'm not going to really get, I don't really want to steal any of the thunder of Speaker McCarthy because he really gave, <laughs> he really gave it to this snarky reporterette who thought she was, you know, just, well, you didn't answer my question. It's like, oh, just, just hang on. I, I, and I want to play it. I want to play his uh, Speaker McCarthy response in its entirety because it was beautiful to watch. So this is yesterday, Kevin McCarthy's Speaker of the House, uh, dealing with reporters. His district. So, okay, let, let me be very clear and respectful to you. You ask me a question. When I answer it, it's the answer to your question. You don't get to determine whether I answer your question or not, okay? In all respect. Thank you. No, no, let's answer her question. You just raised the question. I'm going to be very clear with you. The Intel Committee is different. You know why? Because what happens in the Intel Committee, you don't know. What happens in the Intel Committee are that the secrets are going on in the world. Other members of Congress don't know. What did Adam Schiff do as the chairman of the Intel Committee? What Adam Schiff did, use his power as a chairman and lie to the American public. Even the Inspector General said it. When Devin Nunes put out a memo, he said it was false. When we had a laptop, he used it before an election to be politics and say that it was false and said it was the Russians. When he knew different, when he knew the intel, if you talk to um, John Radcliffe, DNI, he came out ahead of time and says there's no intel to prove that, and he used his position as chairman, knowing he has information the rest of America does not, and lied to the American public. When a whistleblower came forward, he said he, he did not know the individual, even though his staff had met with him and set it up. So no, he does not have a right to sit on that. But I will not be like Democrats and play politics with these, where they removed Republicans from committees and all committees. So yes, he can serve on a committee, but he will not serve on intel, because it goes to the national security of America. And I will always put them first, all right? And if you want to talk about Swalwell, let's talk about Swalwell, because you have not had the briefing that I had. I had the briefing, and Nancy Pelosi had the briefing from the FBI. The FBI never came before this Congress to tell the leadership of this Congress that Eric Swalwell had a problem with the Chinese spy until he served on intel. So it wasn't just us who were concerned about The FBI was concerned about putting a member of Congress on the Intel Committee that has the rights to see things that others don't because of his knowledge and relationship with the Chinese spy. They brought it to the works of the leaders. I've got that briefing. So I do not believe he should sit on there, that committee. And I believe there's 200 other Democrats that can serve on that committee. So this has nothing to do with Santos. Santos is not on the Intel Committee. 
But you know what? Those voters elected Schiff, even though he lied. Those voters elected Swalwell, even though he lied to the American public too. So you know what? I'll respect his voters too, and they'll serve on committees. But they will not serve on a place that has national security reverend because integrity matters to me. That's the answer to your question. Oh, ouch. Yeah, that had to hurt, didn't it, dear? I'm like, man, I thought, I didn't think Kevin McCarthy had that kind of attitude and the stones to tell off a reporter like that. I think it was great because a lot of these Capitol Hill bottom feeders called the media just are nothing more than shills for the Democrat Party. Everybody with half a brain knows it. And especially taking... Uh, <laughs> You know, somehow asking a question that's based off of a false premise. And McCarthy took it head on. And I'm thinking, whoa, hello, Mr. Speaker. Thank you. Thank you for giving me a little bit of hope that maybe you just have enough spine to be a good, to be a great speaker and do what you promised the American people. I loved it. I absolutely love that. Uh, but of course, in a related story, uh, <laughs> uh, the same pencil neck pathological liar, Adam Schiff, has actually announced now a run for Dianne Feinstein's Senate seat in California. And it looks like it's going to be a pretty crowded field of Democrats to take over for Feinstein because Feinstein is pushing 90. I think it's about time to say thank you, but uh, ma'am, just retire and enjoy whatever. But now what's really crazy, because now that Schiff is announcing his run for the, uh, for the U.S. Senate seat uh, from California, now you have for his congressional seat, uh, we did the story about this a couple of days ago, about child actor, former child uh, star Ben Savage, the brother of Fred Savage from the show The Wonder Years, he's running for Schiff's seat. I'm like, hmm, this is interesting. So uh, we've got the same sort of thing going on in Indiana where uh, Mike, Senator Mike Braun has now announced that he's running for governor of Indiana. And now Congressman Jim Banks of Indiana is also, uh, earlier this week, announced that he's running for Mike Braun's open seat uh, for the U.S. Senate from Indiana. So we've got some interesting stuff going on here. Uh, but now it's kind of interesting. You know, Schiff vowing revenge against McCarthy, trying to run a Senate uh, campaign uh, in California, which is a huge undertaking because you're not, this is not like Delaware. This is, uh, you have to cover a lot of territory, a lot of territory if you're going to run for Senate, U.S. Senate in a place like California. So, okay, whatever. But, interesting, talking about uh, political campaigns. Now, interestingly enough, tomorrow, Tomorrow morning is the vote for the RNC chairmanship out in Southern California. Now, what's interesting about this, there, yesterday, uh, there was a debate 
open to the public. Uh, it wasn't even at the Waldorf uh, in Dana Point. But anyway, but yes, they had their Mike Lindell running for RNC chair, the CEO of MyPillow. Uh, Harmony Dillon, because she wasn't able to be there herself, sent one of her chief representatives, uh, Caroline Wren, who is working to help get Harmeet uh, the chairmanship, but also helping uh, gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake out in Arizona in that mess. But Ronna McDaniel was a no-show. An interesting story, the day before the big vote. You now have just the news putting out a story. Inflation at the RNC. McDaniel's salary more than doubled as chair, now far exceeds predecessor's pay. Now, yes, this was amazing in that, and the subheadline, Ronald McDaniel's starting salary as RNC chair back in 2017 was about $123,000, which had increased to $358,000 as of November 2022, this is nearly triple, triple what she started, and yet she's going around thinking that, oh, I have all these people, and she's buying favors like crazy. And even some of the chairs, the state chairs, including the state of Florida, are a mess, and they're doing everything they can to make sure they get one last vote in before they're voted out. And they're pretty much saying, you know, screw the base, screw the people, screw the America Firsters, to screw MAGA. They, they don't care. They want what they want, which is more mediocrity, more losing, more everything that the RNC was not, is not wanting. The grassroots conservative base doesn't want it. There are other uh, people, officials within the party on a state level, a county level, national level saying, no, we need a change. (laughs) Failure after failure after failure. That is the legacy of Ronna McDaniel as RNC chair. And even big donors want change. They, They are not going to give those nice big fat checks anymore, not at least not to the RNC. They might give it to state parties. They may give it directly to candidates. But as far as the RNC goes, if Ronna McDaniel manages to win another term, oh man, look out. It's going to be a full-blown free-for-all, free-for-all and a brouhaha, the likes of which you have not seen before. Seriously, it's pretty crazy. It's going to be even crazier, you know, if they don't get the change. Now, I'm thinking, bring together the talents. Whoever wins, be it Harmeet Dillon or Mike Lindell, bring the two of them together. Their skill sets are amazing. They are highly successful, highly effective Find a way to bring the two together and let them work together and use their respective expertise. Harmeet Dillon, as a highly successful attorney, she's been dealing with all this election integrity crap going on. She's helping out uh, Carrie Lake in Arizona. 
So yeah, this is going to be interesting. Bring the two together. Mike Lindell, highly successful businessman. I mean, he is Mr. My Pillow. You can't help but watch TV and see his ads everywhere. So yeah, bring them together. Bring their two talents together. But the fact that McDaniel's salary has nearly tripled in the, what, five or so years or six years as RNC chair, I mean, that's just, does that doesn't help. And if this story gets out to the base or to any of the 168 that she claims that she only talks to, then, man, this isn't going to help her at all. Not at all. So I'm like, man, oh man, can somebody help me here? <laughs> so tomorrow is the big day. Ronald McDaniel didn't show up at the public debate. Tomorrow's the big day for the election of all the officers for the RNC. And now we find out for certain if the base of the party will have its voice heard or they're going to be ignored and all these and essentially Ronna McDaniel having essentially bought the votes of state chairs and national committee men and women. So this is a, you know, stay tuned, everybody. We're going to find this out because whatever happens, if there's no real change at the RNC, it's going to be a very rough year. I mean, a very, very rough year. Uh, it's already bad enough in the House because the Senate uh, screwed them up. But as far as, you know, appropriations and spending for the year, they can't really do much of anything until the end of the fiscal year, which is September the 30th. But they will do something. And this whole fight over the debt ceiling is really a fight that you have to have and it's worth having. It is a hill that is worthy to die on. Because if we don't get it right with the border, if we don't get it right with the debt ceiling, and we've already had, I mean, I only saw a story of how there are Democrats who just want to get rid of the debt ceiling altogether. Yeah, why don't we just basically, as a nation, economically, take knives and slit our throats? That's what that is, in a nutshell. You might as well forget it if you're going to let government spend unrestricted. No, you have to have a check and a balance. That's what the debt limit is. This is exactly to prevent this type of thing. I mean, we're already at $31.5 trillion. Let's make just, you know, hey, plus, let's not forget, and I said it the other day, unfunded liabilities. Please get used to that term. Because we are right now about $100 trillion in unfunded liabilities on top of what we've got with the debt. So this is going to be another fun one. So my friends, this is stay tuned because it's going to get real interesting in a big hurry. And with that, my friends... I believe it is time to call it a day. And I thank you very much for listening. As always, you can find our audio podcast anywhere you find um, your podcast. On, we're on all podcasting platforms. 
Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, Stitcher, Spotify, you name it, we're on it. Just look for in black and right. Follow us, subscribe, uh, tell your friends and pass it on. We we gotta have that because we are we have been growing amazingly ever since the show went on the air a year ago. Uh, we are now uh, heard in over 30 states in the U.S. and now eight foreign countries. Used to be six, uh, but we've got uh, more countries that are listening. We have more states that are listening, and I will not be satisfied until I have listeners in all 50 states. And you can throw in all the territories too. Puerto Rico, Guam, American Samoa, and all the others. And you can also check out our other social media. Uh, the best way to find us is going to inblackandright.net. Go click on the other platforms tab and you can find us on all of our platforms Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, uh, Truth Social, Getter, Parlor, and True Patriot Network. So yes, we're going to and we're going to be making some changes here, uh, starting in February. And so please keep uh, an eye on our website for that. And with all of that said, thanks everybody for uh, listening. Have yourself a great Thursday. We will see you tomorrow for WTF Friday and also one last thing before I forget John Solomon of Just the News tomorrow I believe uh, will be putting forth an absolute nuclear blockbuster story about artificial intelligence and how our own government is financing domestic censorship it's gonna be it's going to be wild. And I will be putting that on the website as soon as the story becomes available. And if you've got anything from John Solomon, the man does his homework. Period. So, God bless, take care, and always remember, patriots come in all colors.